Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. And Frank. Okay, welcome guys, Pottercast 177. It is, a, it is an exciting one. It's a first one. I'm excited. This is, this is the first time, and those of you listening later will have just missed all the fun. This is the first time that we are ever recording this show with a live internet audience. Woo-hoo. It's very exciting. Yay. Yay. Hello to the internet people that are listening and watching right now. That's awesome. This is Squeeple. Hi, internet. Hello, internet peoples yeah, from around the world and internet into interwebs. Oh, we have a awesome, awesome, as always, show for you this week. It's more Beatle talk. We have a canon conundrums on what we might have learned out of from Wan lore in from Beetle the, in Beetle the Bard, the new Harry Potter book by J.K. Rowling and Albus mm-hmm. Dumbledore. Excellent. Also, John, what's that thing that's coming this week? Finally, huh? Finally. Oh, it's a little thing called the Pottercast Acting Troupe. Woo! Episode one. Whoa! Really? A year later <laughs> from the original talking about it. These guys have worked so darn hard, though, and it sounds really cool, so I'm excited to, to uh, show it for y'all. I'm excited, Wait, I too. I haven't heard it. I'm waiting until the show comes out. I want to preserve the experience. <laughs> awesome. Well, you won't be disappointed, I shouldn't think. Can you give us a little overview of what it is about? Um, well, it is called Harry Potter and um, the Founder's Fountain. And um, it uh, stars um, Albus Severus and um, Scorpius and uh, Rose. And it uh, begins pretty much where uh, the epilogue at Deathly Hollows left off, is getting onto the train for their first year at the Warts of Hog. So, um, Does he get sorting? Uh, sorting may or may not occur in this chapter. I won't spoil anything. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's going to be great, but before we go on further, we're going to hear some words from our friends at audible.com. This podcast is brought to you by audible.com, the internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. You can get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash pottercast for your free audiobook. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast. So, what do we have with the news? We have a lot of news. There's actually quite a lot of news. Um, Starting with Mr. Alan Rickman. Um, This might be a few days old, but I think it's bare worth repeating that he's going to be begin filming his role as Severus Snape with at the end of 2009, and it's because they got to work his schedule with Ray Fiennes. And I think that is just squeeful. I don't know about you, but the idea that to know that they're actually going to be filming those scenes that you know at the end there, I can't even. It's pretty much the opening of seven if they yeah. do it that way. Yeah, then, it'll be right? the it'll be it'll yeah, be the opening. It'll be the, what, Malfoy Manor is that what that is when the table? Oh, oh man, that scene! Oh man! Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that scene. Oh, that's I'm not right. sure if they're together in any scene again until the shrieking shack, right? right? And then there's yeah. all the seven Potters scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the seven Potters they're. They're in mask anyway. Yeah. But I guess they wouldn't be on film. I mean, they, I don't think him and Fines have to be there at the same time for that scene. But, oh, man, just the whole scene with Charity and they're killing her and everything. Oh, man. Do you think they're going to keep that in? 
Are they gonna cast JK Rowling to be charity? <laughs> no. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna keep that powerful. scene in. I can see them just skipping over that. Oh, but it's so BA. No. I know it is, but I'm just saying, I can see them taking that well, out. Wh- why do you think they would do that, Frankie? Because it'd be too intense? It would make it more of an R film as opposed to a, a PG-13? I mean, why? I could just see them keeping this uh, focused on um, the trio's journey rather than doing all the satellite stuff. I want to see it myself, yeah. but I can see them just taking it out. Well, I don't know. Maybe with the two films, it'll open it up yeah. for more of the satellite stuff, but right. in the past, yeah. all we really do is follow the trio in the films, so. Yeah. I just, I want to see them both. I want it all. I mean... I oh, I want it all. Oh. I'm just, I'm just trying to. It'll be like the opening of four, where they went to the graveyard and then it focused back on Harry. See, I hope so. I would love that. Frankie wants it all. Somebody on the internet just said that Charity Burbage should be played by Jessica Alba, and I profoundly disagree. Nice. Yes, number forty. Jessica Alba, why? I know. I don't know because they like Jessica Alba. We can have, we can have somebody like Kate Winslet make up. She's like not a, British. You know, Guest appearance or something that'd be cool. You know she'd be awesome because I love her. No, I imagine her. I uh, Charity Burbage is somebody, older. Well, you know she's. I think it's it's probably <laughs> yeah nobody probably. will ever have heard of because really literally it's a couple of seconds right. in a movie and well, then you die. You know I want a second in the movie. I just want to be there at the hand of the Hufflepuff that throws the mandrakes. But I'm nobody famous. <laughs> I think if Stephanie Meyer can make a cameo in her movie, Ordering a Veggie Plate, then J.K. Rowling could play Charity Burbage in the beginning of her movie. That's all I gotta say. If J.K. Rowling is gonna be in the movie, I would rather she not be tortured and killed. Maybe it's just me. She would love that. How I fun can see would that her, be? I can see she's gonna play a role. I can see her playing that role, especially the Muggle Studies teacher. The poor kids who see this and see J.K. Rowling killed. And that, eaten by Nagin. That would be... Yeah, <laughs> very slowly. That's horrible, John. I mean, why would you... Slowly enveloped by a snake. Yeah. Oh, no! Who will write the next book? <laughs> oh, no! That's so bad. <laughs> That's terrible. That would have taken place in 1997, that scene in the in real time? Fiddy help! 97. <laughs> Fetch the hand! <laughs> Not the apple, the hand! Fetch the hand. Ah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, uh, and just so on a related note, on make list. sure I, Warner Brothers is having a contest that is now going ongoing and it's going to end though in a few weeks on December 31st for, for those here in the United States to win a trip to the set of Deathly Hallows. So I think that's pretty rocky. Ooh. Oh, I want to go. <laughs> I want to win a trip. Yeah. So, um, do we ever hear from these contest winners? Isn't there a contest like this for every film? I think the only one I ever heard fr- f- about later was the guy who oh, went right, on TRL. Right. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But no. He had a video and everything. Yeah. Is TRL still around? He's a concert pianist. Oh, no. Um, speaking of movies, did you guys watch ABC Family last weekend? Yes, they did. A- As always. As always, those were fun. I know that was Beatle mm-hmm. Weekend, but they did release some new um, like little clips, like interviews with some of the cast, like with the trio. And we saw some new footage. In fact, including, I was squeeful of Weasley's, Weezes. What is it? Weezes? Weasley? Weezes? How do you say that? I can't say that three times fast. But Weezes, Weezes, Wizard, Weezes. Weezes, Wieners. <laughs> John, <laughs> see that? There you are, folks. Something like that, wasn't it? Just terrible. Um, yeah, but there was a lot of good scenes. Um, I thought that there was actually a decent interview with Michael Gambon when he was talking about um, young Tom Riddle, which I thought was kind of impressive. But, I mean, we saw... Ooh. Yeah. 
And we saw a lot of behind-the-scenes footage of Jim Broadbent, who was playing um, Professor Slubcorn. And then Rupert Grant, man, is, he is so funny. We saw clips of him um, doing his Quidditch stuff, and you could see him like when he was like running or like flying. So they had the big mat, you know, on the green screen stuff, and that was kind of cool. I, I like that. But they're all in our galleries. Oh. I love our galleries, yeah. people. They always come through. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. The galleries are amazing. If you haven't checked them out recently, and um, I'm not just saying this because the guy who runs the video galleries is in our chat right now. No, hey. I love them even so. Uh, the galleries are okay, I guess. Is, is watching is, the what? Is, is, we is have galleries right now. I'm kidding. Uh, we have these amazing. It is. It's literally the most complete um, Harry Potter video archive available anywhere, and these guys work like crazy to get to to, to make it that way. So. So. Um, one more thing about the, okay. the movies. Um, we heard a very brief interview with um, David Heyman today, and it was just about very quick. And then he actually said to uh, Stephen Clovis <laughs> um, that he thought there are times that he thinks that they could put, um, they could make three movies, and you know, with stuff that they're going to put. And That's awesome. Wait, three. You know? Wait. Three. Wait. Three movies. He, he, he said that you know, there were times when he's looking at the wealth of the material because he was, ref- you know, how he said to us before on Leaky, he had given us an interview and he was talking about at first they were going to cut out the Deathly Hallows, right. but now he's really glad that they're making two because there's a wealth of information in the books. And then he goes, you know, I was talking the other day to Stephen Cloves, who is the Steve, uh, the screenwriter. And he says, you know, I, at times I think we could have even done three movies. Of Deathly Hallows. Imagine that. See, I hey. would have loved that, but I think it's a bit excessive for the, the casual Well, fan. what is good? I heard that the second movie was just going to be them camping, like, for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so just a, a bunch of, you know... It's going to be shown on the travel, travel network. The travel one. Oh, that's nice. Nice, John. <laughs> See a lot of and then, and then uh, Ron gets pissed off and leaves. Yeah. Pretty much. And there's just a bunch of awkward moments with Harry and Hermione in the tent. You know, it would be cool if it was like Deathly Hollows the trilogy, and then the big triangle symbol would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be like a yeah, <laughs> yes. The big Each one would be a hollow. Uh, what's it called? One DVD box the would Deathly look like Hallow a cloak. Symbol. One DVD box would look like a stone, and one DVD box would look like a wand. Totally. And the logo could be all those three things coming together and then fading into the the Warner Brothers logo. See, oh, there you go. That would be sweet. <laughs> Um, okay, Melissa, here's um, one for you. I want to hear your opinion because I screamed. Yeah. If you watch our video blogs, I was screaming about this idea, but I don't want this. So I want to hear yours. We have video blogs? No, we do. And, and if you don't watch our video blogs... Uh, What's a video blog? I don't know, John. What is a video blog? More commonly called a vlog. A podcast video blog, of course, is when on Mondays, Melissa... Um, puts up a video about Harry Potter things and answers the Harry Potter question of the week, followed by Tuesday, Sue doing the very same thing, followed by a wild card Wednesday where we put up a bunch of random um, clips uh, to do with uh, Harry Potter or ourselves or cats or squirrels, and uh, followed by Noe Thursday, um, which is today, which is the day that the video should be online already, but I'm having too much fun with the magic I'm making in it, as it is not up yet. Uh, tomorrow, followed by Frankie Friday, which usually is about squirrels or cats or things like that. But uh, yeah, you can go to youtube.com slash podcast and then hit subscribe and it will be the best thing you've done all week and makes us very happy too. So this is what I was fussing about mine. There's a rumor about Beetle the Bard, the movie. Discuss. Yes. God. Yeah, no. I don't think it's going to happen. No. I knew it would happen all along. 
going to be animated features. I mean, I, mean, I, I kind of think that it would be silly of Warner Brothers not to at least explore the possibility, because that's what they do. They're a movie company. It's a work put out by the most popular author of all time. Okay, sure. Check it out. But really... I heard that National really, Geographic for Kids is going to put out the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movie. Oh, They're going to do it like a, uh, like a National Geographic special, where like they're out in, a, in the wild finding the animals and doing um, biographies on each one. So we're going to have like Jack Hanna from a Muggle Zoo hey. come in and talk about all the animals? Is that what we're going to do? Pretty much. Here we find the Ashwinder in the wild, <laughs> eating berries. <laughs> Winding. It reminds me of like this show my son used to watch. It was like I forget it was called Zoo Review or something like that. And there was like these two guys and they had a little monkey. He's like a little puppet monkey. Oh, someone out there apparently knows what it is. Oh, for sure. You no, know, and they can have them just go around. Okay. I would love to watch shows about puppet monkeys. That'd be the best. <laughs> we have a tales about Brian Fellows. You know, Zuma. Brian Fellows, Fory Planet. Thank you. One of our live people right now. Is Let's go, God Devil Eyes. Um, oh, man. All right, Melissa, I want to hear. What did you say? Come on. Let's talk more about this Beetle Bard. Shoot it down. Come on. Yes. About the Beetle movie? I I can see them making some shorts on um, on the, um, like, the, not maybe not Disney, but Nickelodeon or something like that, or like an animated thing, you know? Sure. But there would have to be some serious doctoring to turn a couple of fairy tales into, you know what this is which is a fe- what they're talking about which is a feature film that's just i i don't know <laughs> then again then again look at all the feature films that have been made out of fairy tales if jk rowling worked with them on a script and an expanded story it might it's not a terrible prospect i, could, I mean look at ever after i could see them look just enchanted um, you know they could just introduce beetle as his own character and he can be like the narrator, like the beginning of, um, of uh, you know, Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, with the little snowman. And the snowman. snowman out there introducing everything. <laughs> and uh, he could be like, my name's Beetle, and here are my stories. See? And See? then he just introduced them one at a time, like in his little Beetle world. <laughs> I would enjoy that. See, I really want to... As much as I, I would love to, to see these more. on film... I don't see it happening. It will happen. And I don't know if I'd actually, I don't know if I'd want to see them on film, to be honest, because I like them in their literature form. They'd have to be really heavily narrated for me to enjoy them on a, on like a feature film type of venue. Honestly, I think, I think if they expand them the way that, uh, obviously working with J.K. Rowling to expand it and do it the way that they've done other fairy tale adaptations, they might be cool, interesting other stories, you know? Well, yeah, if it's like it's an interpretation, yeah, I see that. Yeah. You know? Hey, guys, I really want to hear from some of our talk people. Guys, start calling in, because I want to hear from some of you about about the Beatles Do you guys thing. hear that? Um, you should have a PIN number if if you are a member of TalkShoe. If not, you will be prompted on what to do. There will be a thing on your chat screen that says, call in now, follow those instructions, okay? Oh, look, guest 87. I like that number. Hello, guest 87? Hello. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hi. What's your name? 
His name is Guest87. Were you paying attention? God. <laughs> hey, Oy. thanks for hey. calling in. What do you think about a Beatle movie, Kevin? What? What do you think about a, the possibility of a Beatle movie? Um, if they do it in puppets, I think that would be really. Oh scary. my gosh, that'd be awesome! Puppets. puppets. That's kind of scary. I, I have I have nightmares though. Would it be <laughs> like the Potter Puppet Pals guy to do it? Yes. Would it be puppets like the Muppets or puppets like Mr. Rogers? Oh, Mr. Rogers. Uh, oh, Mr. Rogers would be too scary. Muppets would be all right. Yeah. That would be because, like, if there's humans and the puppets like coexisting in the same world, that bothers me. But I I enjoy the Muppets. They exist. Yeah. In the, the Muppet Show had humans in the show, I guess. In all the movies. Avenue Q, of course. Avenue yeah. Q. Good one, Finn. Yes. Yeah. I bet that's him. Love Avenue Q. Wow. The internet is for podcasts, after all. Listen, thank you. We're going to go to another caller, thanks, but thanks man. for taking part. Thanks. Guest 87. Work it. I guess 87. I can't mute him. Oh, there we go. Hey, Guest 49. <laughs> Where'd you go? Hello? Hey. Hello. Hey, it's Guest 49. What's up? Hi, Guest 49. How have you been? I'm doing good, thanks. Been a while. That's awesome. He's got a number for a name. Yeah. What's your real What's name, Guest 49? Um, Kyle. 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 I like that better than Guest 49. Kyle, tell us what your thoughts are on the possibility of a Beetle the Barn movie. Um, that would be... I don't know, either interesting or stupid. It's a <laughs> That's a very good uh, gamble there. <laughs> it would be either or. I could see it being I interesting and stupid, though. Interestingly stupid. Yeah. Oh, I think things can be interested in stu- interesting and stupid. I think Pottercast is interesting and stupid most of the time. <laughs> Thank you, John. But that's just me. You're mean. Okay. No. <laughs> Whatever. So, so then we get to a couple of other callers as we got them on the line. Let's sure. move Thanks, on. Man. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, hey. Thanks, uh, Kyle. Not Kevin. What's your Kyle? Thank you, Kyle. K name. Kyle. We have somebody from Florida. Hi, Hi. person from Florida. Hello. Who's here? Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. It's a lady. It's a lady. <laughs> What's your name? Hey Claire. I'm Claire. Hi Claire. Hi Claire. Hi Claire. Hi. Where are you from? So I tell us what your thoughts. today, so I'm very happy. Oh, that's great. Right. I saw my first snow last Saturday. I know. I live in Florida. I'm in Florida. Oh. And I was taking a oh. test, so I got I didn't get to actually be outside for it. So I saw it out my window. So I was happy. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. I enjoy so the snow. Tell us what your thoughts are on the possibility of a Beetle the Bard movie. Um, I sort of think that it, if there's a Beetle the Bar movie, it'd sort of be like, just sort of like, you know, those movies that come out straight to DVD, never hit theaters. Oh, for sure. And like, I just don't think it would be very, a good movie. I think that it'd sort of be like, too short. The stories are all too short. They're amazing, but I think they'd be hard to transition into a movie, a feature-length movie. Yeah. And just a cartoon. So, I agree. Unless, like, they have Dumbledore hosting it, like Masterpiece Theater. Oh, and yeah. And he kind of has commentary on it. You have Dumbledore of... sitting in front of a fireplace, <laughs> just kind of, like, with a glass of wine, talking about... Yeah, but he's dead, hat. of course. And his rotting corpse in the marble. No. What if, like, they, what if they played up, like, he filmed this himself, like, before he died. Like, you can watch him setting up his own little handheld camera. 
and like it's a Dumbledore a lost Dumbledore vlog a lost Dumbledore vlog <laughs> yes Dumbledore vlog <laughs> vlogging about Beetle and Pard do some little handheld movements there like in Prisoner of Azkaban in the beginning yes welcome welcome uh, I, another year you know maybe they can do it masterpiece theater style where you know you come in and you find Dumbledore in his chair sipping brand new oh I didn't see you there I'm just making notes on my copy of yeah. Beetle the Bard. Yeah, for real. Phoenix in the back with Fox in the background. Yeah. Lamenting. Yes. Quidditch in the background. Ah, uh, everything in the background you can okay. think of. The world in the background. <laughs> I like it. Uh, All right, thank you very much, Claire. Thank you, Claire. Bye. 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 Melissa. Guys, that's all the live we're going to do right now, but we will be, we'll do other stuff right. later, Did you right? See that yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll bring it back for some Kennington cleansing. Did yeah, you see that definitely. the recording stopped? Oh, Sorry fun. to interrupt this. Did you see the recording? No, no, no. It's not. Uh, talk show. Oh, okay. That's a different thing. Okay. Don't worry, guys, when you hear if the recording. Don't worry about talk show. We're recording on our own computers, and that's how the, that's how the, the, the okay. show's going to be put together. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Coolio. Thank you, though, for getting our yeah, backs. Um, Melissa, you were talking about Beetle the Bard. Guess what? It's the number one fastest-selling book wow. in the U.K. for the year. Because when it was released last week, boom, sales went through the roof. Yay. And it also was a... Like, I'm not that. All I care about is that it knocked Twilight off the top. I was just going to say that. And here in the United States, it was a vampire slayer, man. Goodbye, Stephanie Myers. Yeah, Goodbye. boy. Here's the interesting... Yeah. Here's the interesting thing that I read about that. And in the first four days, um, Twilight, the fourth novel in Twilight sold like 32,000 copies. And in the first four days of Beatles, she told she sold about like 326,000 copies wow. or something like that. So it just, I mean, when people wonder, is Twilight the new Harry Potter, blah, 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 blah. I, I, think, I think that a companion book yeah. did that is your answer. <laughs> yeah, right a there. companion book. Golly. It's pretty awesome. I mean, you know? I just think they're different things. I gotta say, I'm not sad about it. About, I mean, no, I don't know. Pretty cool. I'm gonna shut up. It's pretty cool. So how many times? <laughs> uh, how many, no, yeah, they are different things. I, I'm actually probably going to go see Twilight again later tonight. Aww. I still haven't seen it, John. I'm weird like I that. I haven't even seen it the first time yet. Yeah, what's the matter with you? I don't know. I saw it, and when I got done, I was at my friend's house, and I got bored, so I drew a picture of Alice. Did so you? I did do it all. Twilight fan art. You <laughs> would draw Alice. That's you. That's all you. <laughs> Alice you is mean? my favorite character. Wait, what do you mean, Melissa? I, I totally believe that Alice is your favorite. I didn't read the book, so I just saw her in the movie, the and she was cute, and she was kind of quirky. Frankie just uh, likes quirky, yeah, sparky yeah, little girls, is all. <laughs> it's Frankie's type. We have All one right. more uh, dramatic news do? that was today, and I thought this was actually pretty cool, and I was very excited, that the Harry Potter exhibit that of all the props and things from the sets are gonna is now going to open here in the United States for the first time, the exhibit on April 30th of 2009 at the world-famous Chicago Museum of Science and Industry, and I think that is way cool. Yes, let's do it. Let's go. I'm going. I don't... Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. I, hey, we saw some of those at Warner Brothers, remember? Yes, yes. We Back did. in the day. Back in the day, before... Back in the day, the first time we hung was, with you, Frankie. It was great. Um, they said they that's when, like That's when I was just a little fanboy. No, I do it all as just a fanboy. But we were so impressed with your knowledge of the Friends is what did it. That's what swayed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it, it, my sickening knowledge of what Friends? What was amazing was that we ended up... I remember all the... We ended up on the set of Friends that day. What'd you say? 
What was amazing is we ended up on the set yes, of Friends that day. Yeah, that was, a, that was so I remember weird. all the jokes we made about Frankie after he left. <gasps> oh, Doodle. Anyway, this exhibit, some of those things, if you've been on that Warner Brothers Studio lot tour out in Los Angeles, some of them will be included in this um, exhibit that's opening. It's 10,000 square foot feet of... of 10, yeah, 10,000 square feet they've created, and they're going to replicate the Gryffindor common room, and they have the Great Hall, so we'll see this. What? Yes. <laughs> yes, seriously. Wait, this is where? It's at the Chicago Museum of Science and Industry. If you've not been to that museum, it's fabulous. So there's plenty of room for it. Wow. Yeah, and it's going to run from April 30th to September 7th, so you'll have the summer to go take advantage of it. And tickets now are now available, and people are, like, snapping them up, buying them already. Amazing. That's in Chicago? Yep. Yep. It's pretty cool. Hot dang. I'm excited. We should see if we can do a podcast in their great hall. Oh, oh, my God. Can you imagine? I don't think they will, but just, just to be able to walk there. I mean, this is like a, like a, like I a, a teaser, I think, like a teaser thing to get ready for when the, the Wizarding World opens up. That's the way I'm looking at it. I don't know. That'd be disgustingly awesome. No, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's wonderful. I want to go. I want to live there. Can I live there? Uh, in the Gryffindor common awesome. room. Awesome. So th- that's all I got, Melly. Well, what's, what's that's all I got. Awesome, because that's thirty minutes of show already. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay. So coming up, coming up next, guys, is the Canon Conclendrum. Then we will see you back for some Cottercast acting troupe, and then we'll cool. see you on the drum. Yay! Over in our crafts department, the Craft of Christmas Ornament Challenge is now closed. Parcels have been shipped to the Crafty Witches this week, and once they're all received, will be sent out to the lucky recipient. Thank you to everyone who participated because the turnout was incredible. Make sure to check out our contest and crafts along thread on the Leaky Lounge to look at all the awesome ornaments that were made. The Crafty Witches have also set up an, a new poll in the contest and crafts along thread so that you can vote for what we do for our January craft along. Please operate it and give them your two nuts. Our innkeepers of the Lillian Stag Inn have informed us that there is still room to sort into the discussion of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Our Lillian Stag Inn reading groups feature wonderful small discussion groups in a close-knit family-like environment. The small groups read one book at a time, looking beyond the surface of the text and getting down to deeper meaning. These rooms are hidden away from public view, so you have to sort in in order to read or take part. If you're already a Leaky Lounge member, just log in and click the innkeeper image on the left side of the main Leaky page. New from the Leaky Video Galleries this week are clips of actress Emma Watson promoting her new film, The Tale of Despero. And in that film, Emma voices the animated character of Princess P. There's also new video in our galleries of actor Dan Ratcliffe, where he speaks to entertainment about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. He reveals that there is a draft of the script for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, but he has not yet read it. And he also talks about the possibility of shooting the epilogue for the film the book and he gives some interesting thoughts on how that could be done more videos to come next week including some new harry potter and the half-blood prince clips and scenes that were shown during the recent abc family harry potter weekend marathon very cool stuff so stay tuned LeakyCon is having a banner week we've just got some of our wizard rock programming locked in which we are not ready to announce yet but it's shaping up to be very exciting we also released our first newsletter this week which should have arrived in people's e-owl post on tuesday also, a LeakyCon registration is the perfect holiday gift. Whether you want to go to LeakyCon or know somebody who does, this gift will enable someone to have a truly unique and wonderful experience amongst other like-minded Harry Potter fans. Not to mention, we have it on good authority that New York Times best-selling author of Harry History, Melissa Nelly, is going to be there to do a reading and a book signing. Awesome. 
December's contest is to create a garden gnome Christmas tree topper in any 3D art medium. You can see our webpage for complete rules and details. The contest will end December 28th at 11.59 p.m. sharp Eastern Standard Time. The first place winner will get a custom-made wand donated by Wizard Wood Wands. And from the Leaky Lounge, grab a mug of your favorite beverage and jump in the Leaky Lounge to enjoy discussion of Beetle of the Bard. The Deathly Hollows Book Club has just opened, so jump in and enjoy the discussion. Down in Joe's Book Nook, we're taking a break from the holiday, but we'll be back in January with Sense and Sensibility. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible has over 35,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded and playbacked anywhere, just like Pottercast. Log on to audiblepodcast.com backslash Pottercast to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Again, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast for your free audiobook. And we're back with Cotton and Clunjums. Beat on the Bard style. <laughs> Work it. Um, Sue, what is the Cotton and Clunjum today? Well, I mean, if if you, if I hope everyone out, people have read this, but if you have read the uh, tale of the three brothers, we learned a bit more about wands, <laughs> and there were some um, actual deeper ex- explanations about wand lore. And I think, just in general, I mean, what do we? I, I it's hard for me to parcel through what we we learned, and I think, you know, there's a lot on wand lore. What do you think, Melissa? I this mean, is probably going to be more than one more than one conundrum, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think there's just a, there's a huge amount to learn just in that chapter alone. Um, but I just felt it was, you know, for me, I was like, wow. Just the well, whole ending about the little... What's that, Frankie? So I was eating it up. Uh, all that one lore stuff is amazing. Doodle is eating it up. So what was your favorite aspect of it, Frank? I really like how they explained how... Um, the how sometimes when a wand isn't properly won in a duel, or even if you inherit a wand, um, how it won't, how it has a harder time, um, a wizard has a harder time using it, and how she explained how wands are semi 
conscious or what is it um, sentient and so how usually it's kind of like if you get a fresh wand that just chose you or you chose the wand or whatever and you use it um, that you build a rapport with that wand so it gets used to how you perform magic mm-hmm. and so if you were to take my wand and use it my wand is used to how you operate ma- and channel magic and use how you use magic so it, sometimes it won't work as well for the new person and then that brings a whole nother thing up too like i like how people use magic differently it's not just like right. incantations and pointing like pointing a gun and pulling a trigger it's like you have to understand it and you use it so like that was really exciting for me to right. think about too so we could apply that to too like why neville had problems right i mean exactly. you know, wasn't he using his dad's you know yeah, for real. even Definitely though it was his, neville. you know i guess yeah that was interesting. Or do you think that had Tudo to do partially with his own sense of confidence too? I, I, I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting explanation. In no, I think that's a I great think explanation totally right. for Neville. And what about when Harry tried to use Hermione's wand those few times? Deathly Hollows. Didn't he have trouble with that a little bit? Yep. And he said he even felt wrong. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think he said he felt like he was a girl. No. Didn't he? <laughs> no. Oh. Well. Anyway, yeah. what do you think, Melissa, about that? That that you know, not absorbing their powers from the other. Well, the owner I, don't, of the one? I don't know. I mean, that that I kind of got that from um, from from DH. You know, like she sort of went into that in in Deathly Hallows about how, how the 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 way in which you win a wand affecting its. You know what I thought was was really kind of great and new about what we learned in Beetle was um how the way the way that it absorbs I'm I'm finding I'm I'm having a hard time phrasing this hold on a second yeah um that it learns from the person do you know what i mean it like it like it's it's such a a a back and forth relationship i didn't know it was to the extent that she that she explains it here um, I'm trying to find it here. The, and that right here. Um, most witches has chosen them. The latter is likely to have learned habits from its previous owner. So like a wand that you have for a long time learns your habits. It's so interesting to me. Habits. Like, yeah. for instance, I guess if you, if your, if your hand like lilts left a little bit when you do your switch and flick, then that wand knows that when you hit that little left point, that's when you, that's when it should do its, its thing. And then somebody else who, who lists right might not have the same result. It's just so curious to me because it's almost like it has a mind, you know, and it's a little scary. Well, it is. That they, is. She said how wands aren't really fully aware, but they're, they have, they're semi-sentient. Right, so that that was mentioned in Deathly Hallows yeah. through Ollivander, I think. But I think she deepened it a lot in Beetle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I think that that we knew they were kind of reactive, and we knew that the, that you only get good 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 results from a wand you've won. But now she's talking about them picking up, um, like habits and behaviors, behaviors like right. a child would, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're almost and, absorbing and think that it, kind of thing. I think it's interesting too because it lends to how, um, like, say if you're a healer and your profession is a healer, your wand's going to get used to doing spells in that regard. Of course, like an auror, he's going to get used to spells in that regard. So if you were to try to use a wand that's been doing healing spells for a while and 
really well versed in it, it's going to be difficult. You have to use more aggressive, like defense spells with it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of. It's interesting that the wand grows accustomed to its user. Instead of buying like, oh, I need a healing wand, you you just it uses it, like it develops with you. Mm. But do you think like you're able to so, buy a wand that would be pre uh, disposed to doing healing spells or offensive spells? I would argue that some wands are like that, but they would just due to the magic they would choose the person who's going to be who has those components or that potential or say if you were you're buying a new wand like we've seen Luna has gotten a new wand and other people in later life right. not when they're 11 get a new wand and if you're studying those things I think the wand we could pick up on the fact that you have interest in that regard or at least your temperament or mm. some sort of magical yeah. empathy um, so I have this question so let this observation about like so does it power of the wizard that using it that wand, because remember, didn't he try and use Lucius's wand at one point, and it was kind of Who? like useless. Lucius didn't Voldemort use Lucius' wand? Yeah, at mm-hmm. one point. And so I wondered if the power of the wizard, because I, I mean, I think Lucius was very powerful, but obviously Voldemort was more so. So was did, would that have to do with the success you would have with your wand? I don't know. I just kind of no. I think I think that that the reason that. Voldemort wouldn't really notice any significant downgrade in his magic when using Lucius. It's probably because he is so powerful that it could overcome, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then it got so overcome by all the power between Harry's wand and and Voldemort's wand that it broke. Oh, right, right. Mm. You know? So interesting. I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, like there might be wands that are... Like, Ollivander says that there's there's a wand... Um, that um, James's wand was well suited for for transfiguration, oh, right. and Lily's yeah. was well suited for charm work, and so wands are kind of suited for that thing. But unless they find a person who is in temperament well suited for transfiguration or charms, like Neville's well suited for herbology, then it oh right, right, yeah, exactly. Then That's it, a good it point. wouldn't choose that wand, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just okay. so. I just didn't realize that the wands were, I mean, I knew they possessed this magic, but I didn't realize it was so, they're just like little people. They're just like little, Aww. little personalities of the wand. <laughs> you so know? Little and people. It just, I don't know. Half, like it feels pain. It's like we're snapping. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> if it can absorb habits, wouldn't it? How far is it from having the full range of human emotion? <laughs> you know? Well, just like it's when, um, could wants reproduce. No, that's why I have wand makers. Hello. Okay. Well, thank you guys, and thank you everybody on the internet for this awesome um, Canakin Clundrums. We'll see you in the drums. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the premiere of Albus Potter and the Founders Fountain, brought to you by the Pottercast acting troupe. Our story begins as the daughter of Ron and Hermione Weasley and the youngest son of Harry and Ginny Potter embark on their journey as first years to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Harry Potter left his nervous son with the intriguing information that the Sorting Hat would take his choice into account. Was this true? Which great house of Hogwarts will gain the next Potter into its family? And who will they meet along the way?
one's empty. Shall we stay here? Okay. Where's your brother gone? Off of Louis and Fred, I expect. Who needs him anyway? Not me. Uh, are you scared, Al? I was. But not now we're on our way. It'd be loads worse if you weren't here. Me too. It was such a relief to see you on the platform. It feels strange, though, doesn't it? That we've been waiting for so long and we're finally here. Yeah. Our first day. Unbelievable. Um, excuse me. Why? What have you done? Ignore her. What's up? I was just looking for someone to sit down. Plenty of seats to go round. Help yourself. Thanks. What's your name? I'm Al. This is Rosie. My name's Scorpius. Wow, that's even better than his. Is Al short for something, then? Why don't you use your proper name? I could tell you. But then he'd have to kill you. I don't understand. Why would you have to kill me? Forget it. I was only joking. It's no big deal. It's short for Albus. I could have found out anyway. Could you really? How's that, then? I know who your people are. My what? You're a potter. I saw your father by the train. Goodness me, you're quite the observer. Harry Potter's rather hard to miss. What does he mean by that, Al? Search me. And you're a Weasley, aren't you, Rose? It's obvious. You're a bit obsessed with people's families, aren't you? No. My father just pointed Jules out. That's all. What did he say? You can tell us. We're not easily offended, are we, Rosie? Nope. He didn't say anything much. Just that I should... Go on. Watch my back. And yet here you are, sitting with us. Do you make a habit of disobeying your parents, Scorpius? Al, I'm not sure my mother would like me sitting with someone so naughty. Don't tease, Rosie. Well, I couldn't find anywhere else to sit, so I thought I'd give you the benefit of the doubt. We're ever so grateful, aren't we, Al? What I want to know is, how come your dad knows us? And why he thinks we're so dangerous? I'm curious about that too. But you know what, Al? I do remember Dad saying something. Oh my goodness. I just realised you're that... Go on. Nothing. I know what you were going to say. I wasn't going to say anything. Don't lie. You were going to say, oh, that's a family. Hey, don't you call her a liar. Come on, Rosie. What did Uncle Ron say? I wasn't listening. Just something about making sure I beat Scorpius in the tests? That's all, honestly. I don't know why he said it. Weird. I have to go. Excuse me. Got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, hasn't he? Wonder if he'll come back. I'm not sure I want him to. What was it really? Uncle Ron must have said something worse than that. You went redder than that mop of yours. If you must know, he said Grandad Weasley would never forgive me if I married a pureblood. Meaning Scorpius. <laughs> What's the big deal? That's just typical Uncle Ron. I know that, but I couldn't possibly explain it to Scorpius, could I? I suppose not. I wonder what he got so upset about, though, after what his dad said about us too. I suppose we'll find out eventually. If he comes back, that is. I hope he does. He's weird, but he seems all right. I get the feeling he doesn't know anyone else. And he's not very big. He'd be awfully easy to pick on. True. But what can we do? Maybe he'll be in Gryffindor with us. I wouldn't mind. He's sweet, even if he is a bit slow on the uptake. Sweet? Ugh. Don't you go saying that to him, whatever you do. But I don't think he is slow. 
It's more like he's an old person or something. That's it. It's like he doesn't get it when we're messing about. But anyway, we don't know if we're going to be in Gryffindor. Never mind Scorpius. I can't wait to find out. Do you think the trolley will be here soon? Where do you get a galleon from, Rosie? Dad put it in my pocket when Mum wasn't looking. Uncle Ron's well generous. What are you going to spend it on? It's not like we can go to Hogsmeade or anything. I don't know. It's a lot of money. Hello, Scorpius. Back again. What's the loss of money? Rosie's got a galleon pocket money. Is that all? My dad says he'll send me ten times that I score top marks. You mean after exams or something? After exams? No, he'll send me galleons every time I do well. Won't yours? I don't think so. What about yours, Al? Not a chance. Anyway, what for? I got everything on my list when we went to Diagon Alley. What house do you want to be in, Scorpius? We were just talking about it before you came back. I'll be in Slytherin. My dad was, and my mum, and my grandparents, and everyone back to, well, forever. That's like us. Al's family and mine, I mean. We're cousins. Our parents were all in Gryffindor. And our granny and granddad, too. So you will be, too. But you don't really know until the sorting, do you? No one does. I'd rather be different. There's nothing exciting about going into Gryffindor when your mother got the highest marks for any WTs of anyone since Albus Dumbledore. Did she? Wow. I expect you will beat me in every test. Oh, she will. I just realised... Albus Dumbledore. Is that who you're named for, Al? You don't know the half of it. Shut it, Rosie. Oh, I'll try out that jinx James showed us. I'd like to see you try. Scorpius is quite an interesting name, isn't it? Is it? You know who you're named after, don't you? Scary, if you ask me. My great uncle. He's dead. I don't know if he was scary. Oh, sorry. I was talking about Scorpius in history. This is it, Scorp. Prepared to be bored to death. Hey! It's all right, Rose. Carry on. I'm interested, honestly. Okay, then. Scorpius Imperius had developed the Imperius curse hundreds of years ago with the help of his brother, but his brother didn't want to help at all. He was just the test subject, you know. It was really very nasty. How do you know that? I read a book on curses and their creators last year. I wasn't supposed to, but Mum left it lying around, so I grabbed it. So, what do you think? If you're in Slytherin, Scorpius, and we're in Gryffindor... Will you still talk to us after we get sorted? Probably not. It's not really allowed, is it? Where'd you get that from? Of course it's allowed. I'm not sure, Al. I think Scott might have a point. You've heard the way James and the others talk about house points and Quidditch and all that. It doesn't always sound too friendly, even though Mum says it's all in fun. She's right. I think we can talk to whoever we like. Can we? Who's going to stop us? Anyway, who knows? You might not be in Slytherin... And me and Rosie might not be in Gryffindor. I might end up in Slytherin. And my dad said it's cool. Uncle Harry really said that? Yeah, so it's up to you, Scorpius. Will you still talk to us if we're in different houses? Well, our dads know each other, don't they? So it must be all right. Exactly. So you better know some stuff, Scorp. Like the fact that Rosie's completely mental. And I'd better warn you, Scorpius, that Al is utterly boring and it takes a hundred years to plan anything with him around. Plan what? Oh, just the normal stuff. Getting her own back on James and Fred and Louis, mostly. James is Al's brother and the others are cousins. They use magic sometimes when they're not supposed to, so it can be quite dangerous. I see. Even without magic, a few weeks ago, at Granny and Grandad's, Louis put... 
slobber worms in my hair and told me they were poisonous. Did you tell your mum? Of course not. I mixed a load of soot in with the flu powder when he went home. He got all over his new robes. He didn't care, but his mum lost the plot and grounded him from coming to Diagon Alley with us. It was brilliant. Charlie's here. Get a galley out, Rosie. I'm starving. Al, quick, get your robes on. I told you not to leave it till the last minute. You too, Scott. Hurry up. Okay, okay. okay. We're here, we're here. Come and look. You can see the carriages waiting. We're not going in the carriages. We're going in the boats. Dad told me. First years. First years. Over this way. Look, there's Hagrid. Hey, Hagrid. Mind your step this way. All right there, young Albus. Are you taking us to the boats? That's right. Careful now. This bit's steep. Hey, why don't those carriages have any horses? Because of the festivals. You can't see them unless you've seen someone die. I thought everybody knew that. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I don't believe him. Do you, Al? No, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't have an older brother or cousins to tell him stuff. That's true. Never mind. We can look after him. Oh, don't start that again. He's not your stupid puffskin. Aubrey is not stupid. Give over, Rosie. Still what about Jinx? You wouldn't dare. First sight of Hogwarts coming up just round this bend. <gasps> wow, the lake! So Look at the lake! Look at the castle! It's massive! It's just like the illustrations in Hogwarts of history. The keystone came from Stonehenge, you know, Scorp. I did know that, actually. Oh, it's even more beautiful than I thought it would be. No more than four to a boat. Pick one and get in. Careful, Scorpius. Don't fall in. I'm not going to. Everyone in? Yes. Right then. Forward. Al, can I ask you something? Yeah, of course. What is it? What you were talking about before, about the houses. What about it? I remember something my dad told me. He said the house you're sorted into is like a family at school. Well, that's true. I mean, you live with them and have lessons with them and everything. Yeah, but he also said you shouldn't ever trust anyone outside your family. He said what? That's horrible. Everyone says it, don't they? No. No. My mum says it's important to trust people. She says even if they turn out to be nasty, you have to try and understand why they're like that and not let it stop you trusting people in the future. Look, I'll tell you exactly what my dad said about the sorting, if you like. Maybe that will help. Go on, Al. What did Uncle Harry say? He said the sorting hat takes your choice into account. And if you really want to go into Gryffindor and not Slytherin, it will listen. So how can it matter that much what house you end up in? You mean I could go into Ravenclaw if I wanted? I don't know. Maybe. Is that what you want? Not that Gryffindor isn't wonderful, Scorp, but I get sick of grown-ups telling me how much I remind them of Mum. I'm nothing like her, except we've both got brown eyes. And mad hair. Have not. Anyway, you can't talk. I thought Granny Weasley was threatening to cut your hair last week. She did cut it. It grew back like it always does. But Al, you know exactly what I mean. You get sick of all those old people slopping over you as well. It's the eyes, you see. So beautiful, like his grandmother, who died in the First War. Such a precious boy with wonderful names, too. Is he going to be a hero like his dad? It's ever so sweet, really. Oh, shut up! At least I never got it as bad as Teddy. 
So, Rosie, your plan to go into Ravenclaw and abandon me to Gryffindor? Maybe. And just how do you expect me to deal with James and the others by myself? You make your cousins sound a bit scary. Oh, they're pretty nice, really. It's just when they're all together, it can get a bit much. My mum calls them the unremitting nuisance. That's why me and Al tend to stick together. But he's just teasing, really. You wouldn't mind if I went into Ravenclaw, would you, Al? Course not. Who wants to see your ugly mug first thing in the morning and in every class? He's just worried I'll be better at magic than him. It's true. So you really think we can choose what house we want to go into? I don't know how it works exactly. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, it'd be cool to annoy my dad by getting sorted into Hufflepuff. But on balance, I think the sacrifice would just be too great. There's nothing wrong with Hufflepuff. Our friend Teddy's mum was in Hufflepuff, and she was an aura who fought in the war. She died in the same battle as our Uncle Fred. You'd be lucky to end up in her old house. Hufflepuff is as good a house as any of them. It was only a joke. I can't imagine feeling at home anywhere but Slytherin. That's all. I wish you two would get sorted there too. Oh no, I couldn't be in Slytherin. It's produced great wizards, but I couldn't bear to live in the dungeons. Well, maybe I'll ask for Slytherin then. Seriously? Don't be silly, Al. Imagine what James would say. If you did that, I'd definitely try for Ravenclaw. All right, you lot. Follow me. Have we got everyone? Here goes. This is really it. Here they are, Professor Longbottom, sir. All present and correct. Thanks, Hagrid. See you at the feast after the sorting. Okay, everyone, welcome to Hogwarts. He looks really different, doesn't he? Sort of tidy. Yeah, never seen him in a hat before. <laughs> That's because he's always carrying something in it instead of wearing it. He must have washed it for the occasion. Everything all right back there? Yes, Uncle Neville. I mean, Professor. Great. Right then, we'll be eating soon enough, you'll be glad to hear. But first you need to be sorted into your houses. Now, I know you're tired, but try and sit quietly and listen while you're waiting. The sorting is an important ceremony. Look at all the candles. Isn't it beautiful? There's the sorting hat. Over there on that stool. Wow! What a revolting old thing. I'd heard it was a bit worse for wear, but it looks like it's about to crumble into dust. Imagine how strong the magic must be to hold a thing like that together. Another year my task begins. It's time to meet your fate. No dragging feet or backward looks to learn what makes you great. This is so exciting. Shh! I'm trying to listen. In times long past, though not forgot, of danger I sought to warn. Unheeded destruction came and with it a new dawn. I could do without the hundreds of pairs of eyes staring at us. Shh! If in your heart burns fire and pride, bold Gryffindor awaits within. If driven by guile to scale the heights you're destined for shrewd Slytherin. Should friends and faith come first with you, good Hufflepuff, you'll find your seat. If learning is your guiding light, wise Ravenclaw's the place you'll meet. Look, Scorp, over there at the Gryffindor table, Al's brother and our three cousins. Do you see them? Rosie, it's almost finished. As years march past, not much has changed. Forgotten lessons I hope to teach. The past reborn, mistakes repeat. Doom circles back within our reach. Not very cheerful, is it, for a hat? Did you say you have three cousins, Rosie? You only mentioned two before. Which ones are they? Tell you in a minute. I think the sorting's about to begin. You made me miss the end of a song. On this parchment are your names. When your name is called, step forward, take a seat on the stool, and put on the hat. Now, it might take a bit of time to decide, so don't worry. 
Afterwards, make sure you leave the hat on the stool for the next person. Okay, let's get started. Atkins, Oregon. It's going to be ages before it gets to me. Sorry about before, Al. Dad won't let her come and visit any more, Scorp, because he says he's worried his ears will fall off next time. Really? Just ignore him, Scorpius. Tell me about your cousins then. Which one is your brother, Al? Is he that tall one? No, that's Louis, the one with the fair hair. He looks like that because his mum's part Vila. But don't hold it against him. Next to him, with the curly red hair. Why is it so long? He looks like a girl. I wouldn't let him hear you say that. He's highly dangerous. And nearest to us, that's James. Why is he grinning like that? Waiting for me to fall flat on my face, I expect. So you like having a brother? Of course. He's a bit bossy sometimes, but he's pretty cool. He taught me wizard chess this summer. He's very good, my dad says. He's better than me at everything. Mum says it's just because he's older, but it's not. He did really well in his exams last year. He came top in three subjects, and Lou was top in all the others. I wish I had a brother. I got a sister too. She's younger than me. What about you, Rose? Younger brother. He's not much use. The little squirt comes in handy now and then. Our other cousin is at the far end. Can you see her? Her name's Victoire. She's Louis's older sister, and she's head girl this year. I see her. Beautiful, isn't she? Everyone falls in love with her. I can see why. Larry, Layla. She looks interesting. I wonder what house she'll be in. Goodness me, I am so bored. Shh! Why don't you? It'll be me soon, and I can't think of your constant yammering. Hufflepuff. You were talking just as much as me. What are you thinking about anyway? You're not really going to ask for Slytherin, are you? I know you, Al. You might do it just to keep Scorp company, but it wouldn't be a good idea at all. Just leave it, would you? It's fine. Scorpius wouldn't expect you to, you know. Wouldn't what? Malfoy, Scorpius. Oh, Merlin, wish me luck. Well, what are you going to do? Stop pestering, Rosie. I said I'd wait and see, and that's what I'm doing. I want to concentrate on what's happening. You might write yourself. Oh, ha ha. Gosh, the hat's taking ages with Scorp, isn't it? Yeah. Wonder what that means. Ah. Hmm. I can hear it. Dad never said it talked. He just said you sat down and it yelled out the house. I can see you're not going to be easy to place. What's it mean by that? Loyalty. That's uppermost. A gift for friendship. A logical brain and good, strong talent. Yes. Also, a strong desire to belong, to fit in. Isn't that the whole point? To tell me where my family's going to be. I wish it'd get on with it. So, where should I place you? Is it talking to me? Um. There is something you would like to contribute. Not. Really, but I thought you asked me a question. Please answer. You asked me where I should go. And I was going to say Slytherin. Slytherin. Oh well, yes, could be. What does that mean? Is that what you want? I, I think so. Yes. You wouldn't prefer, say, Hufflepuff? No, but thank you. You would be an asset to Hufflepuff. You will find the friendships you seek in Hufflepuff, the family even. Not, not Slytherin. As I said, Slytherin could also be a good fit, but a more risky path to success, one you may come to regret choosing. Not as much as I'd regret choosing Hufflepuff when Dad found out. Slytherin, 
Please, not Hufflepuff. Hmm. Very well. In that case... Slytherin! Osborne, Oliver? Oh, Albus. I really hoped somehow he'd end up in Gryffindor. Well, he hasn't. You're disappointed too. I can tell. Al, promise me you're not going to ask to go into Slytherin. That's not all I'm going to ask. Hufflepuff! Potter, Albus. Cheer up, Rosie. Here goes nothing. Hello? My name's... I know who you are. Before you sort me, if you don't mind, I have a few questions. By all means, fire away. My dad said you'll take my choice into account. He spoke no more or less than the truth. Is that your first question? Yes. And what is the second? What if I want to go somewhere, but you think I'm wrong? Who gets the last word? A question in two parts. To answer the first, most times the situation doesn't arise. I listen to you and your contemporaries. I hear your deepest wishes, hopes and dreams. These are my guide. Usually, if there is a leaning towards a particular house, whether you are aware of it or not, you will be successful and happy where you want to be. What happens if I don't know or can't decide? I listen to your thoughts for longer. If you are listening closely, you might become aware of my deliberations and speak to me. Then there will be a negotiation. What happens then? Then I learn more. May we begin? Although I believe I already have an idea of where you ought to be. I wish I did. My whole family expect me to be in Gryffindor. My friend Rosie's the brave one, and I let her be. And there's another thing. We met someone on the train, and he thinks he can't be friends with us if we end up in different houses. But it's not allowed or something. Not allowed? It's not what I think. I'm glad to hear it. So, are you any closer to knowing where I should place you? No, but I have decided something. What's that? I don't want to be sorted. I must sort you. It is my purpose, what I was made for. I know you had to put me somewhere, but I'm leaving it up to you. It doesn't make any difference to me. In which case, my way forward is clear. However, before I announce it, I have something to ask you. You mean like a question? I thought you knew everything about me, my wishes, hopes and dreams and all that. Not a question, a task. I have been waiting for this conversation for a long time. For someone to make the choice you have just made. Time is short, so my request is simply that you find me again. Soon. Find me again and put me on. That is all. Uh, how exactly am I supposed to do that? Oh, you'll work it out. Seek help and advice from among the sorted, I would suggest. Strength in numbers, etc. Uh, okay. For now, you have left me a choice. It was not a difficult one. I choose... Join us for the next episode as Albus settles into his first year at Hogwarts and pays a visit to Hagrid. Will he be able to figure out how to fulfil the Sorting Hat's final request? And why will he find himself facing a duel in his very first week? A wizard Wizard Rocky P the Month Club is back again. Goes to support first book, Harry Potter Alliance. Features Salt Boss.
who can hear the drums? Can everybody on the internet hear the drums? Oh my goodness, they're here for the drums. Oh boy. I could totally play the drums if you want. No, I liked it without. It's magical. No. Drums, I can hear them. I don't know about you guys. Speaking of drums, I think there's some cool music I've been listening to lately when I've been doing I some tasks. I forgot to say this in the news. Ah, guys, Jingle Spells 2 is not only on the way to you if you ordered it a hard copy, and you should have, but it is also on iTunes. Covered in doodles. Squiffle! You can Yay. download it right to your computer. Every penny of profit helps the uh, book in International and the HB Alliance. Do it now. Do it now. Wow. You guys know that Dobby's free. He is free. Yay. Oh, I'm excited about Jiggles, but I'm all packed up and mine, I'm getting ready to like put secret code word for happiness on mine. It's not a code so word. So you guys have all been you guys have all been packing them up this week, just like me, huh? Yes. Yes. Mine's I'm all ready to go. Sure. It's going out soon. Yay! I don't even know. What are you guys doing? What? I'm watching Frankie Doodle on these jingle spells envelopes. Okay, can you do that? The ones I packed gets a doodle. After. What'd you say? Nothing. Where are you guys? You're like not present. Yeah, we're right here. I'm right here. Okay. We're talking in the drums and we're talking about jingle spells. Oh, and you guys should listen to Gallery Cast, where I uh, was interviewed about my involvement in Harry Potter fan art. And how I got involved in Harry Potter and all that jazz. And you can find that link in the show notes. Yay. Excellent. And it was really fun. And I thanks for Kimmy for interviewing me. She's awesome in interviewer. Nice. Also in, in the things you and should do column this yes. week. Yes. You uh, should register for LeakyCon. Ooh. Oh. Oh. LeakyCon. Yeah, there's a problem. You need to. Get the let out, people. It's exciting. That's a good thing to ask Santa for. If the, for those of you that are still talking to Santa, do it. It's a very good thing. Oh, and we got contacted today. And actually, I need to forward this on to MJ. We got contacted today by the Make a Wish Foundation. Somebody, no. it, it was somebody's wish to go to our conference. Oh, you're you're serious, really? No, I'm dead serious. No. It's amazing. That's what? amazing. That's awesome. It was somebody's wish. Which oh, Melissa, I, I, mean, I may cry. That's so sweet. Really? Right? I'm jumping wow. the gun, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. But I'm probably I probably shouldn't say that when we just got the email and I haven't even forwarded it to MJ and Stephanie yet. But yeah, well, MJ Sears listening, or she was. Oh, that's amazing. Sean, shut up. You know, I love <laughs> these great? people. That's, awesome. that's just you know. Oh man, that's really overwhelming. You're dealing with like too. the Make a Wish Foundation that grants all these outrageous whatever you want kind of wishes, and it was somebody's sincere wish to come to LeakyCon, which um, my God. Thank you, Padfoot. I know Leah's out there. You rock. Thank you for putting that link in there for, the, for those that are listening. Oh, Melissa, that's just, I mean. Is it incredible? Wow. I, I really, I, I couldn't believe it when I got the email this morning. Wow. So common. Uh, well, yes. So how about that acting troupe, guys? Oh, yes, my goodness. Those people have been working oh, at it. Yes. John. Everybody yes. on the internet laughs right now. Awesome. Yes. No. <laughs> Now, it, it, it has been a year since we talked about it, but um, the episode itself took about, to be told, about 10 weeks to actually make. Um, but now that they have everything um, assigned to all of their uh, 
um, crew, it should not take as long. So we would expect episode two to come out in the next couple of months. I'm going to guess maybe six episodes from now or Great. something. That's awesome, though. Hey, also on the list of things you should do this week. What's that? You should subscribe to our vlogs. Yeah, bro, our blogs. John will have his up sometime. Well, we'll see it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Look, someone asked if you were eating burritos, John. I don't think that he, he he's not that bad. I don't think I've ever done a podcast when he's eating burritos. Uh, somebody on the internet has asked how many Jingle Spells 2 are left. There are about 250 uh, hard copies left, which means you should get them soon because they are selling enormously fast. I mean, wow. in, in less than a month, more than 1,500 copies have gone. So you should really get on it if you, have any, if you haven't done it yet. That is at leakynews.com slash features slash wizardrock slash Jingle Spells 2. A lot of so, slashes. To be a pop quiz. <laughs> JR. Okay, there you are, JR. I love it. Um, you know what's fun? I want to thank again. We had so much fun this weekend, didn't we, at the Bryn Mawr U-Ball. And oh, I, my gosh. I just, and, and everyone, and my, my laptop is now a star, thanks to, to Sam and John. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Sam, I mean, who's here right now, by the way? Yeah. But all these people are watching. I mean, that, that some of these people that are here took the time and sat there and watched it on Blog TV. And I just find that an extraordinary technology that we could do that. And that was just... Because that was a great night. It was snowing in that castle. My goodness. It was, it was like Hogwarts in America. I loved it. it yeah, amazing. it was great. It was really a beautiful night. Thank you, the, the Morning Myrtles, for inviting us and the Mudbloods and the Whomping Willows and the Ministry of yes. Magic for being so awesome to us. We really, yes. I mean, we had a wonderful, wonderful night. Absolutely. It was great. It was just fabulous. And you guys all joined us on Blog TV, and the sound was awful, but we managed to bring you up on stage to be part of the final number, which was pretty cool. Yay! Awesome. All right. Hey, guys, I got some good news today. Um, oh. Harry History is in its fourth week on the New York Times bestseller list. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's, it skipped a week because, I don't know, for whatever reason, um, it does this whole bouncy thing. But, yeah, four, um, which is <laughs> which is really wow. crazy. So I'm really, I mean, I don't know if you can hear my smile right now, but it's pretty intense. <laughs> so um, That's thank cool. you, guys. That's, that is that is awesome, Melissa. That's awesome because I know a lot of people go to Target and I, and I are I was gone from my Target. <gasps> Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And all those end ca- end things and usually on the end cap too, which is like the promo thing to be place to be. And that's gone. <laughs> the best was the day that it was in the Target ad. I heard from people huh. that I hadn't heard from for ten years. Oh my God, Melissa, I'm reading Target and I just saw your book. <laughs> you know that that's. That kind of stuff, we don't know that that's going to happen. So literally, I'll wake up to whoever emails me first, whoever twitters me first, whatever. Whatever happens first, that's how I hear about it. Um, yes. So it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, that so. is very cool. I know, because I, I remember getting my, my paper, although our ads come like Saturday night. And I usually always save them because I'm a big squirrel that way. And I just... I'm just like particular. Like in the morning, you get up and then you have your coffee and you read the ads. And there it was. I'm like, no way, no way yeah. is in my Target ad. <laughs> it was fun. And sure enough, I go down to the internet to tell Sue, yeah, to, to write you an email, and I get an email from Sue with the link to it online, which I didn't know existed. <laughs> yes. Hey man, Sue was just on it. 
<laughs> on it. On it. Because that's so. news. That's really cool. I was excited, though. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. I know. It's so funny. So. And we got to see. Can I just say, I'm going to reveal this. I love Melissa's parents. Her parents are just <laughs> amazing. And her mom, just talking to her about it and just watching her about it. The Target ads. And it was just, you know, I wish you could see. I mean, Melissa, you could say we were talking about hearing Melissa smile. I wish you could see the faces on her family. Is They're just oh family. They're awesome. My family is amazing. But your ma. Anyway, so um, no, my dad. Well, we 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 hadn't we we couldn't find it before, and my dad goes to he goes to the um, the store to get dinner. Like he picked it up, yeah. And there was a waitress sitting there reading the Target egg, and he pulled it out of her hands and brought it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. Ah, That's way cool. I love it. I love it. So exciting. So everyone wants to know, are you going to give hints about your next book? Um, no? Hints about my next book. I don't know if it's my next book or not. I just have an idea and I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading a lot. And it's not, it's not about Harry Potter. It's, it's tangentially maybe about Harry Potter. But um, yeah. So I don't know if it'll be next, if it'll be two books from I don't know. But right. um, the only thing to do is read up on it and just try to figure out if it is what yeah. I'm doing next. And that's what I'm doing now, which is why I'm not giving out many details because that's kind of... It's like a superstition thing, you know, Sue, when you're like not ready oh, yeah. to talk about something and you do and then it, and then it becomes overwhelming, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, if you say it too soon, then it won't come true, too. I mean, especially if it's just like in that formative stages, you know? I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I totally understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And I want to I wanna write for a long time, and I think that means not always writing about Harry Potter, so oh, absolutely. it might be important. You know, as yeah. though I love, and you'll never, sure. ever, 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 ever hear me say that anything about any of this time was a regret. But, you know. All right. So, all right. We have about like five minutes left here on the wrap up, if that much. So we're going to, you guys type your questions into the chat and we will read them and answer them. Excellent. As fast as we can. Excellent. Um, fiction. I don't, oh, okay. somebody asked. Do you see that, Melly? Uh, what am I going to write fiction someday? Yeah, it is definitely a possibility. Um, do we all have the collector's edition of Beetle the Bard? When only the girls, me and Sue, have one. <laughs> Sue and right. I have one. That's right. Proper English. Yeah, I and Sue. Um, one awesome cat. One awesome cat. They asked me if I'm going to start one awesome cat. Mooch is going to have a vlog soon, guys. One awesome cat. No. <laughs> <laughs> That was all frack, and then we were like, please get him, please get him, and then they did. Um, what do we think about Koran directing film seven? Well, first of all, he's not. Yeah. But I assume so, you know that, so. Yeah. What do you guys think about that idea? Mr. Yates is going to be doing it. David Yates is confirmed to be directing um, the two films of Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows. Um, there's no word, so if that Beetle the Bard ever comes back, if Cloves will be around, or maybe Koran will come back for that, who knows. But um, We lost you, Melly. I'm here. I'm here. I thought you guys were still talking. I'm sorry. In the spirit of, of the in the spirit of the office being on right now, what yes. house would Michael Scott be sorted into? Oh my goodness! Gosh. Definitely oh. not Ravenclaw. Nah, he's a Slytherin. That guy doesn't work hard. Yeah, he's a, he's a slacker. I mean, he's not no, humble. I'm not saying he's a work hard. He's. he's a, I'm saying yeah. that he. Yeah. It's going to sound horrible. I think Hufflepuff would only be the the good enough house to take him. Oh, because the Slytherins win? No, he's a Slytherin. I think he's a Slytherin. No, he's not shrewd enough to be a Slytherin. I don't think, but ambitious and and cunning. I mean, yeah, he's not so smart, but he is total means to an end guy. Yeah. 
no matter what end I think it is. He's naive. All right. Um, I'm I think. Sorry. I think Angela would be. Um, Angela would be Slytherin. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I'm still right, traumatized because pushing daisies has been canceled. I'm just deeply upset about that. Ah, oh, don't get me started. So yeah, upset. So morning. All right, guys. I think it's that time. As fun as the show has been, I think it's that time. Oh yes. To. Uh, Laurel Man- Manon. Hmm. I like your Ron I drew in yours. Sorry, I drew a Ron that I really liked. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. The next password will be Talk Shoe Rocks. Keep each other safe. Keep face. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, let's, say, let's, let's talk to our Talk Shoe people. You guys, you were awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Top of you. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. (laughs) 